This week of Sleeping with the Elephant is brought to you by our ad, our own ad. Canadian podcast seeks American guests. Seriously, we won't talk about Trump if you don't want to. Just please come on my podcast. It's We are seriously lacking an American point of view. These policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. It's August 15, 2016, and welcome to episode 104 of Sleeping with the Elephant, the podcast where we put the you in color commentary. This is the show where Americans and Canadians, and sometimes just Canadians, come together to try and understand just what the hell is happening across the border. Today, I'm joined by many a guest hosts. This is probably the most packed episode we've ever had, with four in total. The co-hosts of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, I've got Bo Crofton and Mike. Hello, gentlemen. Hi there. Hey, Ryan. Hello. I call it a stacked guest. Oh. Yes, very stacked. We've got we've got a lot to talk about tonight, and by a lot, I mean three stories. And I feel like we'll be able to fill a good chunk of time because these fine folks love to uh, good, bad, or bullshit. So I think we're set, right? We're set. Ryan, so, sorry, I, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Well, I want to give you my congratulations. I I hear you won a gold medal yesterday at the Olympics. Is this true? I did get a mention that I did win a gold medal. Evidently, I swim for a living and do not podcast and or do web development. Uh, you can do both. I've also been confused for the creator of Glee and or American Horror Story, but not the worst seasons. I... Well, well. so let me get this straight. You're mm-hmm. the third most famous Ryan Murphy. I think there's a rugby player in Australia. I, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I think there's an NHL player too, actually. Yeah. We could probably go down the list. I'd probably say it's a safe bet that I'm the 10th most famous ryan murphy 10th most famous ryan murphy i'd say top 10 for sure i think you're at least top three in canada that wait so the hockey player is canadian i'm assuming he's a hockey player because that's how that works right that's true i I realized as i started the show and wrote the intro uh people might be confused as to who's who's speaking so i'll first throw it to Bo. Bo. Say hello to the fine folks. You're from uh, Good, Bad, or Bullshit, but also Core and uh, the latest exclamation point. Or is it Mark? I always... It's Mark. And, to be clear, everyone, it's exclamation mark and not point. I think that was a five-hour conversation Crofton and I had when determining the name. Is there a about... difference between point and mark? What's the difference? Well, exclamation point <laughs> is the point on the 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 letter, right? Ah. There's, a, there's a line and a point. So right, you're kind it's, of just referring it's, to the point. They're very, very. Com- it's a very complicated difference, <laughs> no, it's right. and uh, we could spend a lot of time talking about the difference between the mark and the point. It, I just, we just don't want to take up too much of your time. But uh, trust yeah. me, I have a lot to say on it. And that, that, that there is Crofton, correct? Yes, I remember because he kept calling me Ryan Murphy while playing Overwatch. It was, uh, it you made me Ryan feel Murphy. like a top ten Ryan Murphy. It's really good. Uh, and finally, we have Mike, Mike from Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Say hello, Mike. Hello, hello. Yeah, that's the only podcast I do. I, I try to focus, you know, I try to keep my focus strong. 
Yeah, so you keep these two chuckleheads in order, is that what you're Yeah, saying? they're all over the place, and I try to rein it in. Mostly, I guess, I'm, you know, there's a lot of, like, the video game podcasts, and I'm, I'm like, a, uh, an issues person. So this, you know, being on your show seems interesting to me. You guys talk about all kinds of things. We talk about a hell of a lot of issues, that's for sure. Uh, I have a quick question, though, in relation to your guys' podcast. And I swear this isn't a commercial for uh, good, bad, or bullshit, but I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. There's three of you. There's three word descriptors in your podcast so which which one is good which one's bad and which one's bullshit i think if you had uh, if you had to first to chime in gets to gets to say their piece of us of uh, us yeah i think so yeah hmm see oh we we know this actually i know we have we have statistics we have statistics oh really i wasn't i was hoping you would bring a bar graph to this knife fight basically bo uh bo's good Okay. He calls a lot of things good. He's an he's an optimistic person. You know, you you know him. He's he's, he's the Zen master. Left. Yeah. He looks at the bright side of life. And uh and Crofton is our I'd say he's bullshit. Thank uh, you. you. <laughs> Which, and bullshits are down the middle, you know, that's that are down the middle verdict when we're rating a random topic. And I'm probably bad. I, I probably give the most bads. I'm I'm more of a cynic, you know, you always have to have a cynic around. That's and, good. Uh, so yeah, th- th- we did. Th- we pulled the metrics, and we liked looking at them. You know, because we're at like over 150 episodes at this point, so you get a good sense of who says what more often. And we often have a laugh at some of the. Like we recently did birthdays, I think, and mm. Bo gave one of his very seldom bads to Ooh. birthdays. <laughs> what? And, yeah, birthdays I know. are del- delightful. I he know, doesn't so. like them. Oh, Bo no. Schwartz gives good to topics like prostitution, but bad to what? topics like birthdays. So you never know. You never know. But like, you got to listen to the shows to get the, the rationale. Yeah, I, I actually, that, you know, Ryan, just stick with your gut because what you're thinking now is probably right. Well, I was just, gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna make the connection. Like, how can you say birthdays are bad when the whole part of prostitution, which is the birthday suit, like, I think you're missing a, a, a solid connection there. I mean, oh, it, you I, know, yeah. There's also a connection to we also just did nudism recently. It's true. I we think, took off our clothes for that one. Really? I think Bo said that was good. Yeah, nudism's good. I think I that's good. That. Like freedom of choice to be naked uh, in, in I don't know. I'll places. tell you one thing about that nudism because after the show, Bo usually finds, you know, a picture to put up for the episode. And we talked about nudism. You know, we had this ideas about nudist colonies and all that. And then I made the mistake of Googling nudism Ooh. and looking at images. And I swear to God, it was mostly child porn. And I was oh. I was very disturbed, and a lot of it I thought was on the line of like it was clearly nudist colonies, but I felt it was disturbing and child pornography like, and I was like, hmm, it didn't come up in our conversation because well, I guess I'm naive. For, uh, forgetting, but, forgetting, forgetting that it's an image search and that it qualifies as child porn, but well, I thinking just more about nudism. the real, I it was gonna the, be old people, the, like realistic, the, the realistic application of a nudist philosophy is that there are children naked, walking naked around in your neighborhood, just like I just, you are. Okay, you Google it for yourself. I'm done Look, Googling, I'm not it. Googling it. It took me again. so long to find an a, a, appropriate image. I was going to say, you had two options for an appropriate image. It was what you used, which was an old person covered by bushes. And yeah, the it was bushes. the right that you need to <laughs> take care of but uh, well i guess it would be a bush you'd have to anyways i don't I, i'm gonna move on Let's from that talking about bushes y- you yeah. either <laughs> you either had to go with what you chose or uh tobias as a never nude from arrested development oh I think. it's true that would have been a good choice yeah he's, but he's not nudist that's the thing well plus that's a copy tobias would have written tobias would have written in and you know clarified that for us i wanted to avoid those emails but then you could you could have done a whole other episode about arrested development good and, and they're bullshit. they're they're never nude and you know so it's we'll do them someday the never nudes you'll get your verdict is that a real thing 
I no, it's know. clearly a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. I, did, I was like, I was about to Google never nude and see if it was a real thing, but well, I don't it's a know. thing now because of Arrested Development. Oh, I not suppose. Really How do you? Are you a hundred percent certain of that, Mike Hodgins? It's too contrived. It's and it's always uh, jean shorts. It's jean shorts. Well, it doesn't okay, have to be on. jean shorts. Hang on. There's a. If you Google it now, you're just gonna find a whole <laughs> bunch of references to it because it's 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 joined the zeitgeist because of you know. Uh, it's true. That show, everyone knows about it now. They're like, oh, never See, knew. Here's the thing, Ryan. On, on GBB, one thing we don't do or we try not to is any research. Oh. <laughs> so, so when we draw a topic, it, it's like there's a strong chance you will leave dumber than you came in. Um, I don't I'll, think that's true. So is it a real surprise when someone like comes out on top knowing a whole lot about some obscure topic like – I don't know carpet. Well, like, we made we made a rule because we got to fill our random topic generator, which generates the random topic with fuel. And the idea is that if one of us is not capable of carrying a conversation on a topic, then we don't we don't put it in uh, on the chance that it comes out. So yeah, some there we have some topics where it clearly gets pulled out, and I'm like, that's a Mike topic, and uh, and Mike will carry the carry the load, so to speak. I feel like I could talk about carpet. For a little bit. There you go. Well, there I just picked you. <laughs> I just added another one, and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to folks uh, that there wraps the uh, production uh, cast for good, better bullshit. So you got a little behind the scenes. Definitely check that out. Great podcast featuring these three gents. But let's talk about this podcast, Sleeping with the Elephant. Let's cover some news, a little American, a little Canadian, and a little bit of everything, just all mixed together. So first, we uh, couldn't do a show leading up to the u.s election without uh talk of trump um it's kind of expected i've limited it to one story and uh you can thank me later and this story is basically donald trump if i lose it's okay i go back to a very good way of life uh what makes what how does that make you guys feel how does it make you feel bo about trump just having a great life to go back to well i assumed he came from a great life like it wasn't like a mystery it wasn't like Damn Trump! Like he really shouldn't be elected. But what will happen to him? <clears throat> like we know who this guy is. He's everywhere on The Apprentice and all that. That's kind of why, at least, I assume many Americans would not want him as a president because he was already kind of a d bag on TV and in public, mm-hmm. and he just didn't didn't scream presidential material ever in anything he ever did. Uh, so, so I, I guess like that's the. That's that's the best case scenario. Go live a happy life, Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, and don't th- be Americans' president. I don't know if you guys notice this, but when they have a U.S. election and you lose said U.S. election, like you go all the way to the end, you're on the presidential ticket, you're being voted for, and you lose, you mm. kind of cease to exist in the public eye. Do we it, feel like that'll be the case with Donald Trump? Uh, like he'll no, just go absolutely away? not. He is going to find a way to harness this, and uh, you know maybe he'll be the next judge on America's Got Talent. I don't know, but I will. I will say that um, the Trump is interesting because during the primaries, he would tell anyone that listened what the poll results were. Right? right. Uh, you know, uh, look how bad I'm beating that lion, Ted Cruz. Uh, blah 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 blah. But now, with the polls all swinging the other direction, you can almost feel that he's starting to hedge his bets towards towards losing. He's he's talking about going on long vacations. He's talking about how it would be if he lost. And this is, to me, this is horrendous. The election would be rigged. That's the only way he could possibly lose. Or the only way he could lose a state is if, recently mentioned Pennsylvania, 
the only way you could lose Pennsylvania is if, if the election was rigged. And to me, he, he's clearly setting a narrative for when he loses and uh, that the election was stolen from him. And, and I find that he may be an exception to that. And you're right, Ryan, that, that often the, the Bob Doles and the Mitt Romneys disappear from view. But I have, I have a feeling that, that Donald Trump will be around and he's going to find a way to get back into the entertainment industry and use the I've been screwed excuse to save face. It's almost like he's trying. His main goal is to basically tear America in half, and by even by like leaning into him losing, it's kind of like, well, the only reason I'm losing is because uh, you guys are, are are against me, and my supporters, while you know seeming to be a majority, are being um, oppressed, kind of thing. Like that's that's what he sounds like. And I mean, originally, I think earlier this week, he or, or late last week, he was saying. Uh, basically that the media was out to get him or something that uh, he was he was being covered in a negative light and freedom of speech wasn't applying because the the freedom like, the press was going after him actively and really it's uh, it's just one of those things where you look at what's happening and you think holy crap like how is this guy still here and I, you know what i would happily say this if if trump would just drop out now then we give him, we just say we give him like a fifth chair on uh, America's Got Talent. Maybe we kick JLo out. Like JLo could, you know, J- just go up to JLo, like take one for the team. She's just, on America's Got Talent? I don't really know, I think. <laughs> Some, I, it's one weird. of those shows, isn't it? Like, what's the one with the X's with Howie Mandel? What's that one? That's America's Got Talent. I think I, she's on that, isn't she? Or is she on American Idol? No, it's Sharon. Or Sharon. The voice? What about the voice? We're talking about Ozzy's uh, mate. She's not even American, right? She's British. That's right. What's so, she question. doing on that show? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> isn't doesn't all aren't all the shows come from? I got a question. Okay. All right, Crofton has a question. He's <laughs> his Crofton, you in the corner. I, I, my question is: Do you guys think that Trump actually wants to win this election, or that he ever wanted to win it? Well, look, I want to jump in because back to the original question about like this news story. About what about my question? I no, no, it's related to that. And it's in queue. Don't worry. We'll get back to it. Um, <laughs> right. So does he want to win the election? That's your question, Crofton. And I think the answer is absolutely he does. But again, like, what is his motivation? Where some poli- – like clearly he's a narcissist. This is – everyone, it's very apparent. And I feel like for someone like him – you know, that this news story is interesting in the sense that, like, he's essentially just, he's making himself feel good. He's he's seeing that the polls are, are going against him fi- finally. God, like, how did it even take this long? Uh, that it's becoming clear that he's not going to win. And so in his mind, he can't, he can't acknowledge that as being reality. So everything's rigged. And then even when that starts to crumble, uh, he's such a narcissist that all he can do, all he has to do, even though it's publicly, is just to say, well, uh, I'm a, I live a great life. I'm a billionaire. Like he's only doing this for himself. He's running for president because it's the most famous you can be and most powerful you can be. That's why he's doing it. He's not doing it because he thinks um, I have some. I have a public. There's a public service role I want to fulfill uh, in this highest uh, seat of power. That's. It's really just him being the absolute focus of attention and then to make himself feel better when it doesn't work out is just be like well i'm super rich anyways i'll just go and sit in my yacht or whatever he's just like he's coddling himself for when mm-hmm. he loses it's really it's kind of interesting and kind of sad he's starting the fetal position crying in the corner i would just early. say like think about you know bernie sanders who it's like he lost and he's kind of like 
you know, all my supporters and we, we, we started something and he's like, he's, he's like, we're going to keep this going and he's encouraging people to get in uh, uh, from his, uh, of his followers to get involved in politics and that sort of thing. And he's even, I think that he's going to start a Bernie Sanders Institute or something. Sure. And, you know, clearly he was running for office because he wanted to change the world in a way he saw as positive and, and his supporters did as well. Donald Trump is just saying, I'm just going to go back to living my great rich person life because he does not give a shit about changing anything. He gives a shit about being in charge. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think what we all can agree on is that Sanders should just, you know, mosey on up north, maybe like teach at a university or uh, he could uh, he could he could just run for the liberal party, you know, like because we already have like great health care. Uh, we're working on education. Uh, you know, he could probably actually pass some of those laws here as opposed to uh, in America, where they hate those sort of things, uh, I feel like Bernie Bernie Sanders is like he's of the age of the draft dodger, and I, I know a few as draft dodgers. Trump. What? As is Trump. <laughs> yeah. he, he, Trump did dodge the draft. Well, but so I know some 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 draft dodgers who came up to Canada because they didn't believe in the Vietnam War, and I'm like. Good for Canada. We got some great people up here because of the because of the because of because of Vietnam. People who didn't believe in war. And I feel like, I feel like Bernie Sanders could have been one of those. I'd say we we take him late. Yeah, mm. maybe maybe he was the opposite. He went he went to America. I'm going to take these great Canadian lessons. Bring them like he to me as someone who does a podcast like this, but doesn't really pay attention to the nitty gritty, which is like where these people got started. You obviously see like the the huge outpouring of support once they get pretty big, like when that bird landed on his sign. Like, that's when I started to take notice of, oh, this guy, he means something. He's a meme now. And uh, <laughs> and he... <laughs> that's when you've arrived. Yeah, that's when you've arrived, when you've become a, a gif on Reddit. Uh, but he... And now he's everywhere in terms of uh, riff gettits. Riff gettits? Reddit gifs, thank you. Um, but I, I feel like he was kind of preaching these things that never would have that worked well for a, a small minority of America, but would take a lot of time. Like the fact that they're still poo-pooing Obamacare when it's, you know, the positives of it are are there. Obviously, there are some negatives that are affecting people who can afford health care uh, already. But uh, the positives are like people saying like, yeah, I would never been able to get insurance for my siblings or my siblings why would you be getting insurance for your siblings your your kids and all of a sudden you can which is a huge revelation especially in the states but this whole trump thing is i think you're right like he if he wanted to win and make a lasting impression on america he wouldn't have the i'm going to take my ball and go home mentality he would be saying you know what if we don't make it this round then in four for four years we hammer crooked hillary into submission and then we come back and we get elected and we make america great again it's almost like i can write his speech better than he can when you think about it <laughs> well you you are probably literate and he may not be well he doesn't he doesn't have a clue that like i get why people run for leadership sure what would he like because i think what we said was just like oh maybe he's running for himself or for self-promotion but somewhere along the way he had to have a genuine thought that he he's what the you know like he's the daddy everyone needs. he needs to take charge you know yeah. like that, that like like somewhere along the way he must feel like he has that ability he, and he i really just thinks he's smarter he's like i'm better than these people they're stupid i'm better i I'm, but, i should be president you know he's not actually thinking about 
policy decisions and what the ins and outs of are of being president. <laughs> and, uh, like he fires people like all the time on a show, and I've I've seen it. And you know when people make do stupid, unsubstantive things, they like his behavior. He's called people out for. So I I just feel like this is uh, it's hard for me to understand because yeah. it seems like. Because basically, when you're running for public office, you, you know you don't have a boss. The public's your boss. They're going to vote you in or vote you out, and there's a realm of public opinion. Like, yes, there's got to be like partisanship, and especially in the states, it's renowned for its dem- Dems versus what is it? Repubs, repubs, uh, pubbies. What I are think the Republicans? Yeah, the, Republicans and Democrats. they don't call them like cons or something. The GOP. Yeah, the Jops. The Gops. Oh. <laughs> You pronounce it J? I pronounce it G. The gops. Okay. The GIF, the GIF scenario. The it's fine. Anyways, yeah. the point being that, like, um, it, it can't be lost on him that, like, some of it's, like, rhetoric, but some of it's, like, quite clearly, no, you were clearly, like, n- not engaging in any meaningful way at all, except for rabble rousing. Like he's literally rabble rousing, and I, I just—I guess he's never had to answer it to anyone in that way. And now he's—he's he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll answer to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like he just seems to be doing so poorly. I don't know. The, the thing that I find troubling about about Trump isn't Trump actually himself, because I kind of understand him, and I think we all do. We're all playing armchair psychologist a little bit <laughs> with Trump, and it's pretty fun. But uh, it's kind of how the show's worked for the last like six months, so it's fine. <laughs> But but it's it's cool. I I mean like everybody's doing it. There's tons of tons of articles on it. But the 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 part that sort of I find troubling as a Canadian is looking at the states and, and every every election they are totally divided in which they've got half of the the population voting for the Democrats and half voting for the Republicans, and the the polls now are saying that it it's looking like a landslide for Hillary and it's going to be very difficult for Donald Trump. To come to come back, but the idea of a landslide is essentially a six-point lead. So she's got forty-six uh, percent or something like that. I I'm very bad at math. Let's not dwell on the numbers. But bottom line is she has a six-point lead, and and that's considered a huge lead. But the reality is there's still millions and millions of Americans that despite everything we know about Donald Trump, all the news stories, all the things he said, are still planning to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's what I find the scariest, most disturbing thing about this because, uh, you know, Donald Trump will go away, like Ryan said, he, like to some capacity he will be, he will be a less prominent public figure, but all those people—they're going to stay angry, you know. They're going to stay. They're going to millions of people, and I just, anyway, as a Canadian, it makes it makes me nervous. We see stuff like that here from time to time, but nothing in those numbers. Yeah, it's usually like little pockets here, like little little sporadic stories that pop up based on people being influenced by. We saw it a lot here. Uh, with uh, Quebec and separatism like that influenced a lot of people to do some scary things and and caused sort of that that border there and and that province to to be to some people a little frightening and now we live in a much better time where there's more unity than ever and when you look to the south and you kind of see what's happening in the states 
you see this clear divide between like you're right normally there is the dems versus the the gops but uh it's it's a playful back and forth it's like two hockey teams two rival hockey teams like yeah montreal canadians and toronto maple Leafs fans they hate each other but it's a we love to hate each other kind of kind of uh, rivalry and i think it's the same way with politics right but I think Trump is taking that love to hate and just turning into hate to hate. And it's it causes some people to do some scary things. And when he says stuff, even if 99% of the people see what he's saying and like, oh, he just meant Second Amendment voters are just going to go out and vote and that's how they'll go after Hillary. But it's the 1% that's really scary. And uh, obviously, this has been talked about on a lot more serious podcasts by a lot smarter people. I'm not, I'm speaking more for myself than you find folks. But I think that it's okay to be worried that Trump is is gaining more agility. But it's also important to note that like he's ruining this for himself. Like really, truly, and honestly, all it would take for him to kind of you know get the people back in his corner would just not to say half the stuff he says. Like run by you run your opinions by some people who know how to elect presidents. And I'm glad Trump's not listening because this is actually solid advice, you know, like fact check. Although you know, don't say some saying shit. He, he's <laughs> saying he's starting to do that now. Um yeah. and, and it's also interesting because the he won the nomination based on the saying whatever came into his head and really going for that what what we think is uh, genuine. He, well, no, sure. no. I was gonna. Well, he he sees it as I just tell it like it is, which is you know bigoted and. <laughs> white but it's centric. genuine. It doesn't have to be good to be genuine. Like it's him, right? Yeah, well, it's definitely. Because yeah, yeah. conversely, if he was actually an amazing person and telling it like it is, we wouldn't have any problem with it. There'd be no controversy. He'd be like, I think the world should be a better place, and everyone should be able to marry anyone they want, and weed should be legal, and. You know, not say so, dick yeah, things you about. Just, it's you like just said, like basically, if he was Bernie Sanders, then but like, but like, we would all being, like him. But that's not true. He's being and, genuine. It's just that he's doing us a favor because he's showing us that he's not qualified. Yeah, but it's not even that. Like, I come back to what Crofton said, um, and I mentioned at the start that I'm a cynic, and this, this, you know, for so when it comes to this and his support over there, I'm not that not that surprised by it. I think a little bit frightened by it. Uh, because I think that there is a larger proportion of people in the United States and in Canada, too. I don't think we should fool ourselves too much that we have maybe a little less extreme up here. But there's a large segment of the population which has basically, you know, bigoted views in the backs of their head. And oh. and mostly the, the people that seek political office sort of temper that a bit. And they and mostly re- the Republicans, too. Generally, their their leaders know how to play politics and if you're on the far right in the United States, who are you going to vote for? It's like the Republicans. That's it. And if you have someone who's more like, uh, as Donald Trump would say, like a, a career politician, they know how to not say the things that really offend the people on the left. But Donald Trump, he, he's not like that. And he just – so he's he's rode that wave, which was already growing, I think, before he arrived. He just brought it to the top level. And normally the people who are a bit more polished politicians know how to not – just talk out of their ass, but he's been he's ridden that to success because there's a lot of Americans who think exactly like he's saying. And as, again, I'm not trying to crap on Americans because in Canada we have a problem with that too. I think oh. to a lesser extent, but uh, ever still- yeah, like I mean, right now, um, if you follow 
or even accidentally click on one of our prime minister's personal tweets or even like the scripted tweets that go out to the Canada PM account, um, you will see the 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 <laughs> the the shit that's under the rock like vitriol yeah and and that can be said about any one of our, our leaders uh right left central uh, a little green a little orange it doesn't matter those people exist and uh yeah those people exist but i think when you look at what's happening in the states with trump the reason he's the presidential nomination is that he convinced a majority of the republicans uh, Republican voters to get out there and make him you know, the the presidential nomination. Now, now he's now he's looking at convincing the entire country that he should be president, not just the half that are card carrying Republicans that vote in um, whatever they I can't primaries. Primaries, right? yeah. So there's a big difference between the entire country and the people that go out and vote in primaries because the primaries, while seeming to be more important in the states than they are than our equivalent. Um, you know, like I can't remember the last time I went to vote on a on a party leadership here in Canada. I mean, I had the option. Uh, we had the liberals come to our door and say, "Would you like to be a card carrying liberal so you can vote towards the leader of uh, your sector?" And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, you guys can that? figure it out." <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. No yeah, one ever asked me. You got to pay be, money. You got to pay like ten bucks to be a party uh, part of the part of the the party. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the liberals have just changed that. Now anybody who wants to sign up online can be part. This is the sure. first big uh, political party in Canada that's opening up to everybody. Mm-hmm. But 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 to Ryan to Ryan's point, like uh, and sort of to diffuse a part of what I was saying earlier about the scariness of it, the, the primary voters are are the hardest of the hardcore, and what plays with them doesn't necessarily play with the general population. But at the same time. Um, you know, Trump has a style about him that he's not, he's loath to change, I guess. And there's talk about his fundraising and how he, he hasn't been uh, raising that, that much money. But where the Republicans are caught is there's a bunch of Supreme Court uh, vacancies that, that will be coming up. There's one now and there, there's more that will come up. And the problem is in, in Canada, we have an impartial Supreme Court. That's not a problem for us, obviously. That's awesome. But in the states, it's very partisan. So, you know, Democratic presidents appoint Democratic uh, judges and, and Republican um, Republicans repo- appoint Republicans. So often big decisions are voted by not not as as much by law as they are by you know uh, viewpoint and um, and so I think right now you have a lot of Republicans who are struggling with their conscience mm-hmm. because they know that that these um, if Hillary or the Democrats get in they're going to appoint maybe multiple judges sway the balance of the court for generations to come mm-hmm. and and so they're like well you know Trump sucks. But but he's going to appoint conservative judges, and that's really you know all we care about. So the, these are like there's a lot of issues that go around to that explain why they they act the way they do. Because honestly, I just can't understand how people can support this guy. Yeah, it's it's tough, and I mean it's great when four Canadians come together to record a podcast to uh, to harp on another country's uh, political system and whatever. Like we're allowed our opinion, just like they're allowed our opinion. That, yeah, they're uh, the uh, damn elephant. They, yeah, when, when they fart, we hear it. It's yeah. real loud. That's so, uh, that's kind of the gist so of the show. We're going to talk about that fart. 
Uh, Trump is the fart in this, in this analogy. <laughs> that, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, 104 episodes, we've revealed who shakes the <laughs> elephant in the room. Uh, it's Trump. Um, but, you know, enough picking on our uh, our our cousins to the south. Uh, let's let's look at uh, this. I now uh, on the show we don't collect cards at the door to see whether you're a, a conservative blue man or a or a, a card carrying liberal. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else funny to say. Not that the first one was funny, but part, part of the liberal army. Yeah, the liberal army, and uh, you know the conservatives have been really trying to grasp at straws. I will come out right and say this. I think that this is ridiculous and that every man deserves a vacation, whether you lead a country or not. And if you so choose to take your shirt off, so be it. So, so this is the this is the story where in um, uh, Trudeau has taken his shirt off, but photobombing. Yeah, and this uh, is the someone's second, wedding. Yeah, this is the second time he's actually appeared. And if anything, he's a wild shirtless man who shows up in people's pictures. And actually, there was a local connection. The story isn't listed in the notes, but uh, a Peterborough family ran into a shirtless Trudeau and his family at uh, uh, at, a, at a park in think, Less Caves, yeah, no. baby, Lac Philippe near yeah, my house. Exactly, and uh, and they they had a good exchange, and it just so happened that he was on vacation. And guess what? Politicians take vacation in the summer because that's when politicians. Take. I'm sure, like uh, what's his face, the beard guy, um, the angry bearded guy. Care. Sure, he is taking a vacation, probably with his shirt on, and maybe maybe he's getting like a, his beard trimmed a little bit. That shirt might be I mean, off. I, re- I remember back when Chrétien was uh, prime minister, that always be the he liked to water ski up yeah. at the prime minister's summer residence, and it would always be, and he was. He looked old back then too, and he he was good at water skiing. <laughs> he <laughs> really loved like, yeah, that's kind of cool. He's out there at summertime. He's water skiing. You know, it's all right. Yeah, and anyways, the story basically boils down to a conservative. Uh, the conservatives are listing Trudeau as missing in a milk carton attack campaign, uh, saying uh, last seen wandering shirtless in the BC wilderness looking for photo opportunities. And uh, first of all, I'm again, I kind of go where. The smart people are, and right now with the last election, I think we can all agree that the liberals kind of had their shit together this time, and the conservatives were coming off a pretty uh, rocky state. You know, whoever whoever came up with this attack ad, we need to do a wanted poster for that guy, like a wanted shitty attack ad person. Well, it's <laughs> well, funny. Yeah, it's funny. I, conservatives I, must stop at all costs. It's, this is like the this is the worst troll job ever. It's horrible. Well, it's, just also the milk carton thing because you're like, what is this, 1985? Like, who? when is the last time someone has looked for a missing person on a milk carton? It was like, made by we have, like we have Amber girl. Alerts and all these like sophisticated systems now. There's no mark milk carton. They're dating themselves. I didn't even think about that. Talk about out of touch. And I mean, like, this isn't a uh, let's slam the right uh, uh, the right podcast, but it just we go where the stupid is, right? And I didn't see. Well, then it will always be let's slam the right. Oh, well, okay, <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that, but I mean, there's sometimes that you know the left slips a little bit and they make some they make some mistakes. Uh, sure, I I don't lean either way, so they're both vile sure. idiots. So yeah. Oh well, equal equal opportunity discriminator. You know In- what? It's tough to be. It's tough to not be an idiot when. You're trying to uh, do what you do. Like being a politician is hard, and it's the ones that don't cause waves for being either really good politicians or sometimes idiots are not. They're not good politicians. Like you're not a good politician if you're not being noticed either for good or bad. And uh, a mix is certainly a good thing. Like 
I mean, there are politicians out there that certainly don't get their due and they're great people and yada, yada, yada. But, um, yeah, I don't even know what I was trying to say. Yeah, well, yeah you're trying to stick up for the politicians because I'm on your show now putting them on blast. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you can put politicians on blast. I just but, feel like they're people too, right? And They are people too, and someone's got to do it, I suppose. These are the kinds of deep, complex conversations we get into on Good, Bad, or Bullshit. We did do an ep- episode on democracy. Ooh. Um, and, and politics uh, just recently. I feel yeah, like those are the sister episodes to this one, and we'll have to put all the all the links in the show notes so that I mean, people we can... carry a lot of bag. The three of us carry a lot of baggage baggage with us but um no it's just to say that like specifically to this story uh this is pretty much the lamest attack ad ever also we all collectively laugh at vladimir putin over here in canada and united states Uh and he's a he's a guy that likes to take his shirt off and wrestle with bears i think that like I think leave Justin alone on this one. It's not even like it's so out of touch. It's not even funny. Like, I would just say that J- Justin Trudeau has done like has has done a lot for the Liberal Party and has become essentially a celebrity around the world. And and I know it's given the Conservative Party of Canada an inferiority complex. It's one they've had for a long time because. Really, like Mike mentioned, Jean Chrétien, but like you know, liberal prime ministers and stuff have been known for sort of getting out there, glad handing with the people. Where conservatives, I'm not sure if you guys remember, and this is a total inside baseball Canadian uh, reference, but there was a leader of the conservatives years ago. This guy Stockwell Day. And he, he ended up showing up like at a press conference on a jet ski wearing yeah, a wetsuit. With, with his wetsuit, I remember that. Yeah. And he got mocked. It was the pretty much the end of his career because the idea is is that the base, his base, the conservative base, the same people we vote in would vote in the primaries, like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, the. They just couldn't – they can't take that. They're too conservative. They want like a guy like Stephen Harper who just left office, a guy who just wears a suit all the time, who goes into work, goes home, and then you don't see him or don't hear from him. They don't like the sort of celebrity culture or the, the, the more sort of youth culture that Justin Trudeau is coming uh, – putting off. And the polls have the liberals still riding high. So I think the conservatives are, are reverting back to old tricks, which is the attack ads. And I, I loathe the attack ads on both sides of the mm-hmm. aisle. But well, I feel dumb. I don't know, yeah, they, they, they appeal to the lowest denomination of like who actually have you. When was the last time you watched an attack ad and didn't think this is utterly trash? Like this yeah, is garbage. I, it's, it's true, and it's like we're not even in an election right now. I like, and yeah, who are they? What are they trying to do? Get him to call an early election? Like, uh, not gonna happen, guys. Come and on. it's and but also like it's not you know to touch on Crofton's point, which I think was a, an astute one, and maybe just to uh, add on to what Straight. he said there. But it's like people, you know, like to see some of themselves and their politicians where they can. So he says, you know, uh, Crofton was saying Justin Trudeau is definitely youth oriented. He's he, I don't know how old he is, but he's not that much older than I am. And so when I see him, like, in the summertime, he's got a young family. He's just walking around enjoying the summer with his shirt off. I just feel like, eh, he's probably, he's more like me than any other politician I can think of offhand. And and maybe that softens him, and you'd be like, yeah, maybe I'm more likely to vote for him. Whereas, again, the conservative base, you know, they like to they think of prime ministers more Stephen Harper-like, you know, in a suit all the time, sitting in Ottawa, just looking at policy, and that's what they <laughs> want to see, and maybe that's how they see themselves, and that's how they view politicians. Sure. So I don't, I think they're doing themselves, the conservatives, a disservice, because they need to find a way to reach younger voters, and Justin Trudeau has done that just by being 
of a different generation. And he naturally appeals to people in our generation more just because he's maybe a bit more laid back. He cares about his family and his personal time as well. And, you know, and and that's working. And I think the conservatives just attacking him for it are not going to gain any ground other than with their their base, which is dwindling as they get as they age. Hey, uh. Just you guys heard that point where Mike said I made an astute point, eh? Do you remember? I, that? Yeah, you did. It was astute. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah I, 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 it was a good time. I, I thought I was hearing things. <laughs> no, you heard it here first on Sleeping with the Elephant. Now, now here's the thing. I think really to to wrap this point up. First of all, if the conservatives want to play ball with the current climate, they need a leader that is able to come to the table and not be sort of <laughs> overshadowed by. Uh, by by even uh, the NDP guy who I can for some, not some reason I cannot remember his Robert name. Robert Mulcair. Mulcair, Tom, thank you. It's Thomas Mulcair, Bo. You know that, and also <laughs> is it he, Tom? No, it's Robert. Tom. Tom. It's Mulcair. Tom Mulcair, and he's he's Tom fired Mulcair. now. Like he used so he's he's a he's fired a up or he got fired. He's no longer no, the leader. He's a lame. He's a lame duck. They're they're in a leadership contest. He Again? got voted. What? He got voted out, and, and in the next year or so, there'll be a new leader of the NDP. See, here's the thing. Like, I can I can think back to the last couple of elections, and I was not always. Uh, I'm not. I'm like Bo. I don't really. I don't really have an affiliation. Like right now, uh, and I I will, I will say I'm not like Bo here because I don't know what he's like. But Man, I'm, I'm right now insulted right now. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to cover my bases <laughs> so what I say next doesn't get you fired up. <laughs> in that, go, go for it. I voted liberal this this season because it season this uh, election because I felt like he was the one that would do something interesting and great for this country. And so far, I don't know. Sure, I guess he's only he's not even been for a year yet. Let's give him some time. Uh, and I think for the uh, conservatives, like we need to change, we need something new. And uh, before that, Mulcair, before Mulcair even came on, it was Jack Layton. And like, yeah, I voted NDP because Jack Layton was like, he's the guy who needs to kind of step up to the plate and, and run the country for a little bit. I don't know bit. why you think that that fire me up, dude, because no, like, I just, voted liberal. I, I, I voted liberal because Justin Trudeau's a good looking guy. Sure. And, and maybe weed will be legal. <laughs> and you know like, what that is gonna happen probabilities that's what i'll go with yeah and you and and, and th- that's the thing i was i the only reason i didn't say it because i don't like to assume what people are and i can i can assume and i can guess and sometimes i'll guess right because it's pretty easy to tell here in canada um i mean if you're a big fan of oil boom conservative mike, uh, mike's a big conservative well sure <laughs> that's fine he's a big fan of oil he told me that when i, I sent him an email. oil he said just so you know Oil's really great. If you own an electric car, I'm quitting the podcast. That's what he said. We do <laughs> have a diesel like engine. Say. We have it a diesel-powered random topic generator. Oh, it's diesel. Is that why it's diesel-powered? It's, it is diesel-powered. You know what? It's just raw bitumen. That's how it's fueled. Oh, the dirtiest of the dirty oil. You know, isn't, uh, it, isn't it bitumen? Bitumen. Bitch. I think that's how you pronounce it. Is it a real thing or are you making a pun? I can't, like, is it actually, bitumen, bitumen is someone who's reading it, you know, might say it that way. Mm. I've only heard it said bitumen. It's really, are you sure that's how you pronounce it? I'm pretty sure. See, I thought you guys were making a joke that your machine's powered by, by bitchin, like bitching, like bitumen, bitumen is a viscous black tar-like liquid. Um, And how do you pronounce it? pronounced bitumen. So wouldn't you just call it diesel powered and not have this conversation every week? Why do you say? Why are you saying bitumen? Why do you, do you just? I don't get That's it. That's how it's pronounced. It's like I he's trying a, to I fake swear on the podcast. I think it's a British spelling. It's like uh, 
pass me some of that bitumen, please. You know, uh, like it's like Worcester. You know, Worcester. 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 No one can pronounce those British words. Yeah. Winston Churchill. Is that what you're trying to say? Probably. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, like, wrapping this story up, uh, it actually falls right in line with what Bo was saying. And it does get worse because the conservatives actually stole the photo, which was watermarked in the ad, uh, which is of... Because, uh, obviously, it was a, he was he was photobombing a wedding without meaning to, and they took a picture, and it just so happened to uh, be released online as, like, hey, look what I captured at the wedding, and they took it, uh, in which the uh, photographer is complaining on Twitter about how the conservatives stole her photo, which is, you know, uh, rightfully so. Um, <laughs> sort of the irony of it. I, I did enjoy her That's tweet awesome. where it was, like, law and order conservatives but they don't mind breaking copyright law for their own benefit it was is pretty funny yeah and i mean they did to their credit they did remove uh the the post that had the copyrighted photo uh but they they decided to keep the the, the missing ad on the milk carton and you're right like hey when was the last time you bought milk in a carton we all buy bags you know come on and uh, uh i mean it's such an american thing like uh oh missing car- what has okay wrapping this up have you guys ever purchased any sort of food device, like some sort of food holding device. A food with, packaging? Yeah, food thank container. you. With a okay. missing poster on, like a literal missing poster. I don't, I don't think I ever no. have. Yeah. I, I don't think I have. And maybe like I could ask my parents, because that seems like that generation, I guess, I, maybe. I think this is a cultural thing invented by movies and television. I think it may never have happened. If I'm it sure did, it, it's like it 20s. totally happened. I think it did. It wasn't it on Home Alone. That's what I kind of remember. It was in Home but Alone. It was a long time. Like it is so not used now because there's so many better ways. Like for example, social media mm-hmm. or any number of other things to get the like a milk carton. Like oh my god. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a little out of touch, and then uh, they follow that up with hey, why not just put a poster on a telephone pole? Which still happens to this day, but it's usually like bands that put it up or when you're trying to sell a couch. Yeah, streets aren't going to litter themselves, folks. Put that (laughs) paper up on the poles. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's not littering at all. Um, All right, let's move on to our final story. It wouldn't be Sleeping with the Elephant without discussing the Olympics. Uh, The great games in which we never pay attention to because they don't have hockey, the Summer Olympics in Rio are taking place right now. And the only story, obviously there's a lot of stories of Canadian triumph, American triumph. Uh, I think the Americans are currently sitting at 70 medals total, otherwise known as we spent more money than you did. Uh, But we also have a story about U.S. Olympian, Olympian Ashton Eaton, who is facing criticism for wearing a Canada hat, and he's an American athlete. How does yeah, that he's a traitor. Feel? He's a traitor. Is that your first opinion? Well, according according to uh, Americans who want to shit on him, he's a traitor because he, he loves his wife. I guess. Yeah. Wait, it, what does his wife have to do with it? His wife Canadian. is a Canadian athlete, also participating. She in... won the bronze in the septathlon. Nice. Wait, so one of them's American and one of them's Canadian? Yeah, it's uh, it's love. It's... Uh, it's it's what is it called? Forbidden, forbidden love. Forbidden love. Yeah, it's like Romeo and Juliet for reals, except without the death. No, well, he's American. There could be death. Yeah, I mean, let's move on because uh, <laughs> it's like we're still the Olympics are still going on, and we obviously pray for. Uh, or sorry, I shouldn't say that. We we think well beings, well wishes towards Rio, and that they they pull out of it, of course, and they make some great Olympics, and then they can go back to the Jesus statue. I think is the only thing I know about Rio. It's got the Jesus statue, like the big and the favelas. Don't uh, the those are the, oh, like are those sl- the poor neighborhoods? Are those are those the horns from from soccer? Is that what? 
A favela? No, it's actually like a poor neighborhood. It's called a favela. Oh. I think you were heavily in Max Payne 3 for the video game reference. <laughs> okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You, shoot, yeah. you shoot them up in that game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that's what they do in real life. I too. think you play an American in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, uh, th- no, there's a lot. Rio, Rio's got a lot going for it. It's got, sure. you know, polluted water, pools that are green. What about uh, positives? We, we can name some positives, can't we? They have. Oh, I was okay. Oh, did oh. you guys see that sweet video of people of kids pickpocketing tourists in um, Rio? No. Hey, really? Did you guys hear that Olympic uh, medalist Ryan Lochte and and company were robbed at gunpoint? Didn't they say that was false? The IOC obviously the IOC has a big uh, yeah, yeah. They've they been were, saying everything. They were wrong. It was it's true. a damage control for them. Oh. They had to back it up. Yeah, I I don't know about you guys, but maybe 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 it's for the Ryan or the reasons Ryan mentioned. But I haven't been into these Olympics as as much as uh, as other ones. Like I, I just yeah, I mean I don't pay attention to the Summer Olympics, and I think it's more because it's during a time when I'm more busy. And and in the Winter Olympics, it's nice because you know it's snowy outside, and you don't want to be outside. It's super cold, so you want to be inside watching people do so super cold stuff. And I think when it comes to these Summer Olympics, it's yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of the only experience I've had with the Summer Olympics is I went. I, I have a basement tenant, and I went downstairs, and and they were they were watching women's volleyball, and I'm like, you're watching women's volleyball, and he's like, yep, and I'm like, any particular reason? It's like, ah, oh, probably the reasons you can think of. I'm like, <laughs> it, they're great at their sport, but it's I I watch it and I'm like, well, do the men play man volleyball with no like? weird speedos and no shirts like is that how that works or? well they yeah they're they're not as scantily clad as the women actually i saw a tweet about the women's volleyball by um will ferrell and he was like mm-hmm. watching women's beach volleyball and there's already been a wrist injury i should be fine by next monday <laughs> <laughs> now that's the fake will ferrell right it might be yeah <laughs> so but, but it was but i don't want yeah, like i mean the you know hey sex sex sells it, it does but i'm just saying like i i'm not saying that uh the women's volleyball i think it's it's a fantastic sport, but uh, when that's all they show on TV, that or gymnastics or um, shot put or long jump, it's like, where are the interesting sports? Like, they play golf? Like, golf was back in it? That was really interesting. Did you know that That's the, not interesting. Well, the, the, the little tidbit I'm about to tell you is, <laughs> if you hadn't interrupted, <laughs> the, uh, the current reigning champion for golf uh, held the record for 100 years as a Canadian because they haven't had a, uh, Olympic golf in 100 years. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you another tidbit about okay. golf in this tell Olympics. They raised a, co- a conservation area to build a new golf course because uh, the golf course that they did already have there had water which was too sewage-like to play near. So it's like a bad news story all around. It's like, shitty golf course, let's just destroy our pristine forest to build a new one for the Olympics. Wonderful. That's okay. None of the real golfers showed up anyway to play. They were all scared of Zika, remember? <laughs> Right, yeah, because that would really put them under. Who are the um, real golfers uh, that didn't show up, though? Nicholson, Rory, McElroy. You know, all the top, the top three. I think weren't there. Did Tiger Woods show up? I don't think so. I think he's out right now. I think he's injured or something. Um, I, I find that the thing, and Ryan touched on it a little bit with with the the summer versus winter. Yeah, we're Canadian. Whatever, we're biased. We do much better in the winter games. All that sort of stuff. But I think that that. 
like you look at what sports are more fun to watch on TV and like scant scantily cladness aside, beach volleyball is one of the more fun ones to watch as is um, in the winter. They introduced all these new ones like snowboard cross and ski cross and all that sort of stuff. And I remember being like really into those. I'm like, wow, these are fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I think that's part of it. It's like, they're starting to design Olympics for what's fun to watch as opposed to like, no offense to track and field, but I get bored. There's some there's Man, I kind of disagree because I've been watching some of this stuff lately. Mm-hmm. And I look at Olympics as just like I'm tired at the end of the day and I don't have TV right at the moment. Uh, so I'm just like unless I feel like looking for something on Netflix, I'm like, I can just stream Olympics and watch whatever the hell's on. Sure. And that's been a lot of swimming, which is quite fun to watch. I've been certainly enjoying it. And, and track, I watched uh, Usain Bolt, third time defend, pretty impressive, his gold medal in the 100 meter. And I would say that these races, they do a good job, the announcers do, of kind of setting up rivalries and giving the backgrounds of the various people who are about to contend for medal. In swimming, too, I mean, Michael Phelps, it was, it's was it been pretty interesting to watch him come back again. Mm-hmm. And um, Penny Oleksiak, our Canadian 16-year-old uh, who won four medals in swimming, it's all been pretty exciting stuff to watch because you'll go into a race and you don't know who's going to win and they'll say, oh, this person's, you know, a young up-and-comer, here's the old veteran and you're kind of, and these people have a rivalry and then you're like, oh, and then they dive in and they really go for it and it's you don't know who's going to win to the end. It's 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 been exciting to watch. Oh, I've been oh, enjoying it this year. Okay, also. well, I, I've done this rant before on our Olympics episode of GBB, but I tell you... Oh, wait, wait, before you start your rant, I just want to say something positive. So... I did okay. want to say I'll apologize for my comment earlier. Yes, that was a really that was a that was a low blow to women's volleyball. It's definitely lots of amazing skill involved in that game. And some you're right, the best sport to watch is volleyball, uh, men's or female. Same with tennis. I find tennis one of those like skill based yeah. games that are really fun to watch and that the, the athletes just put their heart into it. Uh, and I will say this on a final note uh, before I let Crofton go go wild is that. The female Canadian, the female Canadian athletes are just killing it. They are doing an amazing job. They are they they. I think the first male medal was earned yesterday, and it was a bronze. So all yeah, other medals, yeah, yeah, all other medals had been earned by female athletes, and I think that's that's worth noting and worth. I think it's amazing. It's and awesome. I think but, I, I think it'll be great that some of the role models coming out of this will be. That our that our women's side of the team really held up the Canadian team, and that that's a that's a good news story, I think. Yeah, so, I just I really so, like watching uh, that. Like as a positive for the Olympics, I really love watching these people who train their entire lives to just be amazing at what they enjoy doing, and that is very inspiring. Anyways, Crofton, take it home. <laughs> Ryan mentioned like tennis, and he mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, what was the other one? Volleyball. So these these sports, they, they go through these tournaments, round robins, whatever, and they and, and there's one medal at the end. It's the same with the hockey or the soccer team or whatever. I have a pet peeve with the swimming in the track and field. Where they're like, this is Michael Phelps is the most, you know, decorated Olympic athlete of all time. I'm like, yes, that's because you have a zillion versions of the same thing. It's like, oh, I did the 100 meters, the 150 meters, the 200 meters, the 250 backstroke, the 100 meters backstroke. I'm like, oh, God, you know, like just just give it a rest that. It, people who really impress me are like athletes like Clara Hughes who who wins 
uh, a medal in the Winter Olympics speed skating and then in the Summer Olympics cycling. Like those are two completely different disciplines. Great on great on her. No offense to Michael Phelps or or any <laughs> or or even Penny, but like it's 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 the same. Like it's swimming. Limit maybe the amount of medals you're giving out. The relay, the whatever. <laughs> yeah, if they're going to be taking away sports, maybe like take one of the one of the one of the lengths away from. Uh, but I mean, I mean, jokes aside, those are very different sports in that they require very different training. I mean, obviously there's some athletes that overlap, but 100 meters is very different mentality from a relay or a. But it's more the strokes, is like I mean, I agree with Croft. I think most people that watch this. The, all the different strokes is kind of hilarious and i was i was watching a race the other day with my wife and it was the breaststroke and mm-hmm. and it was like it was really you know close in one of these semi-final heats and they were doing the breaststroke and i feel like if i was doing the breaststroke and then the, someone in the lane next to me was pulling ahead i'd be like fuck this and i just start doing a Whoa. crawl because it's faster sorry i don't know if you don't like <laughs> that's all good you're allowed to swear uh yeah yeah and i would just be like i'm gonna win this race i'm gonna do a front crawl because it's faster than than the breaststroke like why there should be just front yeah, crawl then it's you're getting faster. into the weird minutia have you seen speed walking in the olympics because it's different <laughs> It like, used to be. I'll tell you that. Like, really? but why? Why wouldn't you just start running? No, there are clear rules. It's one Can't of those disqualifiers. I know. It's one of these dis- DQ things that are like impose weird self limitations on you, and then exert the maximum of human effort to do but a it, thing. It is funny. So much of the sports that are in the Olympics are ultimately arbitrary. Uh, aside from ones like very basic ones like running, like how fast can you run? You're like, okay, that's pretty. But some of them are kind of, you, know, you think of like shot put or something, you know, it's like put a ball on your neck and then throw it in this weird way. And we agree that that's, that's a sport worth having or whatever. And, uh, you know, it, it could be like, why isn't people like pushing a cart, you know? And then you could have like, well, what if two people pushed a cart? You know, I think of rowing no. and it's like, oh, let's <laughs> row a boat. Who rows a boat fast? Now let's put two people in a boat. What about four? And you keep adding on all these things. And it's like, it could be anything. It could be like, who can carry a rock this far? And what about two people carrying the same rock? Hmm. You know? It's some of these things are so arbitrary, but what if we tie their legs together. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really okay. interesting. Well, see, part of the issue with the with the sports involved in the Olympics is that, um, sir, we could add baseball back, we could add rugby, we could add football, but or sorry, um, what's the American football? I don't even know if they have a special word for it. They yeah, just but no one it. else, no one else would play it. Oh, maybe no. Canadians. Well, that, but that's the thing is that you you need a minimum amount of participating countries that are willing to put forth a team and football, rugby, baseball, those are all a very expensive sports to send a team of 25 people uh, to Brazil to play. Now, mind you, if America ever has the Olympics back, which I'm sure they're, it's on the docket for, you know, every time a, a vote comes up or a bid comes in, baseball will be proposed and probably happen because you'll have at least the base team in the states where all the players are playing overseas you'll have baseball back in in the olympics but i mean olympics are weird and if you solely focus on the weirdness of it it's kind of hard to justify doing it but when you look at the the aspect of all these countries coming together to play games and sort of yeah they're competing to see who's best but that's what you do when you play games right you're there's always a winner there's always a loser but as long as at the end of the day you come together and say like hey I watched a boxing match between two countries, and at the very end, they were both very appreciative of the fact that they were both in the uh, gold medal uh, match. And even though the guy lost, he was still like, this guy won. This guy beat me. We did it. We are here at the Olympics, and this guy won gold. I won silver, and I'm happy about that. And that is truly 
awesome. And that's the Canadian thing to say. I know if uh, if Paul were here, he'd probably uh, he'd say you're you're an idiot or or that's a terrible thing to say. But um, long story short, with this guy uh, Ashton Eaton wearing a Canada hat, he was just supporting his wife. And uh, like we've already stated on the show multiple times, the internet is a terrible place, and people gave him a hard time. In which I say, uh, guys, him wearing a Canada hat to support his wife, not really the end of the world. But but it's kind of, I mean, I tend to agree, and I think he, he his answers were 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 good, and, and a lot of people have said, you know, he's just supporting, that that's great. But it's interesting, though, it does show, because you, you had the very Canadian, uh, you know, respectful, all these countries coming together, and, and I, being kind of a sitting, am kind of like, it's the other way, it's like nationalistic fervor comes out, you know, people want to win... Uh, at all costs, look at Russia and the doping and all that. And I think that it's like, you know, that sentiment that came out of being like, he's representing our country there, not another country, is one that, that the Olympics, you know, to some extent helps bring out. And I feel like both of those sentiments exist. And I think luckily for us all, the one that you outlined, Ryan, is I mm. think the more dominant one. And that's that's a good thing. So. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, again, the Olympics are weird, and uh, obviously yeah. it's it's about competing, but... Um, yeah. I think the fact that they're broken down by nation is just dumb at this point. We're, we're a global village now, folks. Like, uh, no, we shouldn't care. They should just be athletes competing. I think... I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I like where you're going with that. But then again, like, there, I, I still think there's a need for distinct cultures. I think that's important to kind of... Like, difference is important. It keeps things interesting. And as long as that difference is not a negative thing, it's a positive thing, right? Like, yeah, but I'd argue it's neg- It's wholly negative. Well, it's divisive. We're not together. We're separated. I mean, and that's the nature of competition and viewership sports. It goes down to even mm-hmm. like, oh, don't call me a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. They're the worst. No one wants to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. But that's the, uh, the thing is, like, you can be different. Like, let's let's go back to the hockey analogy because that's what the Canadian, our Canadian fans understand. And then... I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. Jocelyn's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan on the Gamers Inn. It doesn't get oh, in the way of the fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a public fact. Now, I mind you, but, I'm not as uh, diehard. Together, but. you're all hockey fans. Who cares which team wins? Exactly. Mm. But it's... <laughs> okay. I feel like we're getting into a hole here. But no, I, I agree with I'm you. I'm just Who... saying this is the whole point that Mike is making with this, this thing. He's like, I'm wearing a Canada hat. Everyone else, go uh, fly kite. Like, you guys are... Much ado about nothing. You guys are being the dummies here, even caring about this one. Well, just just to be fair, I'm pretty sure Mike, and I'm not 100% sure about this, but Mike, are you a cynic? (laughs) (laughs) I lean that way. I mean, I like to think of it as kind of being a realist, but... uh, I just, think just checking because I was unclear, but and and it makes sense. Like Ryan would be into competition and stuff. Like he wrote all those regionals into Glee, right? So, oh, that's true. I haven't even watched my own show. And so. he also broke the world record in the backstroke. Congratulations! That's true. A lot of things he did. Suction cups. That's the secret. <laughs> just putting it out there. Um, no, I mean, I we could again. You can you can talk all about it, and I I think really that uh, different cultures are interesting, and the fact that you can. As a as a English Canadian, French Canadian, I met many French Canadians. We're very different, but we have a similarity that bonds us together. And whether it's a sport uh, like running, or it was the was uh, I shouldn't even say his wife. Like what's what's her name? Um, you guys obviously know because you're paying more attention to the Olympics than I am. Um, Brienne was she even was she even like racing against American athletes? Uh, yeah, the there time? was there was yeah there was Americans in there. 
Okay. Well, that 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 not not enough to like go off on social media, but also kind of, I yeah, I can't support that. Behavior. And I guess I guess that's what yeah he's saying that like his his wife's Canadian, but there's also someone I, one of his teammates. You know, you should be supporting her, right? Yeah. But I think it, you, you know, can do it's both. funny back to being that cynic thing, and, and you know, saying all these different cultures. And I, I hear your point, and 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 you make it sound very appealing, and and it, you're not wrong either. Coming mm. together, all these differences are are good. But ultimately, you think about the Olympics. It's like all these different cultures coming together to see which one's better than all the other ones. And, and that's kind of because in the end, that's what it's about. It's like, hey, let's all get together, compete, and then I'll rub, and then. Oh, we won. We beat you. And it's like a lot of the rhetoric from the announcers and like say American swimming, it's like American dominance in the pool and like they've yeah. not lost this event in 28 years. And it's just like, great. So yeah, you dominate all other countries. Mm. It's, it's, yes, we're, we're, di- we're, di- we're all different <laughs> and some, some win a lot more than others. And, yeah. you know, we can just, we could always discuss the reasons why that is, yep. uh, but it's not, you know, it, all things aren't even and it is ultimately but like who's the best yeah on, no, on right. a positive note did you guys see that team of all refugees yeah actually that's a really positive note and uh the the coverage for that team has been really interesting in that it's it's all uh it's it's a it's a team of refugees competing under the olympic flag which kind of like falls in line with what Bo and mike are talking about why can't everyone just compete under the flag so then rather than a country being the best it's Michael Phelps having the most medals, and he's the best. Is I think what you guys are trying to get at is that we should just make Michael Phelps the king of the Olympics. I think that's more. Michael Phelps that, that I don't like think he should be king of the world. Well, who is who? Who should be king of the Olympics? He gets to wear the crown for four years. Uh, there's a summer crown and there's a winter crown, and one guy, <laughs> one dude, gets to walk around. or one one woman as well. I I suppose I give it. I give it to Usain Bolt just because the the 100 meters is kind of being like the big event of the Olympics. As they keep saying, the marquee event. The marquee mm. event. Because that's where it started, when the guy did the 100 meter dash to marathon, right? Also, he seems... No, the, that's the marathon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when he did the marathon to marathon, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you say... I agree with Crofton. You say bold, and not only because he's you know super winning at the 100 meter, but also, I feel like if he was my king, I'd be happy about that. He seems so like... Is he still competing? Joyous, well, at least in his celebrated. I'm like, yeah, he's he's all right. That Usain Bolt. He's also super tall. I felt bad for those guys. I was watching, and he had a bad start too in the hundred meters, and then he just passes everyone anyway. I'm like, well, yeah, he's pretty tall. Also, <laughs> did you hear the controversy? The American guy had been banned twice for doping and still won silver. People were booing him. Third Oof. time's a charm. Yeah. Well, he won. He won gold in I think Atlanta, but then it got stripped because of the old. Uh, the old drugs. Uh, I'm surprised his physique looks so natural. <laughs> oh gosh! Remember uh, Ben Johnson? Do you remember what that dude looked like when he won the goal? He looked like the Hulk. It was not- <laughs> <laughs> he cheated all the time. Cheat. <laughs> uh, well, this has been a fantastic experience. I, I'm glad you all were able to make it on, so we could talk about the three key issues plaguing two countries for the last two weeks, which was Trump. Uh, milk ads and the Olympics. So <laughs> well said. I really appreciate you guys being on here. Uh, we'll go around the table, starting with Bo, who I feel has been very quiet as he lets his uh, his his co-host. Once you let once you let these guys go, and they always tell me I talk too much, but clearly they're the ones that eat up all the time. But I love listening to them. So <laughs> well, no, it's good. been it's been fantastic. And uh, Bo, why don't you let the fine folks where they can find you? 
Yep, they can find me at Bo Schwartz, where you can figure out uh, all the shows and announcements of weird stuff I do, mainly just to find out my Heroes updates. That's kind of what's going on there this week. Yeah, man. Grandmaster yet? <clears throat> no, still in Diamond. Diamond 3. I've promoted Diamond 2 three times. We'll get there. All right. Well, good luck, good sir, on your quest for Grandmaster. Uh, next up, Crofton. Crofton, where can the fine folks find you? They can also follow me on Twitter at Croft and Steers if they can spell that. Good on them. Uh, they will have deserved to have found me if they can spell it. Is it that hard to spell? At Croft and Steers? Mm, I tell you, I've gone through my entire life and rarely have I witnessed someone who can get it the first shot. Really? It sounds phonetic. It sounds pretty good, like Crofton. I'm just, I'm reading it out because I, obviously the first name is, would be cheating because it's written here, but unless I spelt it wrong, but uh, <laughs> Steers. S T E R S, right? Does Crofton finish with an E N or an O N? I don't know. I've had it both ways. I put O N. Is that not right? That is correct. Oh, okay. But well, now everybody knows. So it's knows. spelled like it sounds. Yeah, Croft. Well, I, I mean, ton. a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Croft, oh, guys, you win. All right, you. Win. You know what? I know more about your name. Okay, that's how the thing right. works. <laughs> You really Ryan, ruined his bit there. <laughs> Ryan, Murphy, Ryan Murphy has to deal with, with the, the, the influx of Ryan Murphys in the world. I, I'm only one. There's only one Crofton Sears if you search him, but I have to live with my own failures because of that. But I'm easy to find on Twitter, at Crofton Sears. Just misspell Crofton Sears and he'll come right up. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up, uh, finally, Mike. Mike, I don't want to call you the cynic, even though people seem to be. <laughs> it's not. Know. It's not. I don't see it as a pejorative, but yeah. Okay. Well, Mike, uh, let the fine folks where they can find you. They can follow me at M L Hodgins, and that actually is hard to spell. The Hodgins part. It's not quite phonetic, but whatever. I don't tweet Man, much. Everyone wants to be so special today. I also my, like... My name is hard. <laughs> when when Bo was talking about all the stuff he did, I didn't understand any of it. I was like, what are you talking about? It was well, like Grandmaster of this and that hero or something. I was like... Yeah, I'm competing. Speaking of Olympics... In, a, in a video game, though. Like on a ladder. On but, pegs. but I, yes, I'm competing against other uh, e-athletes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you an e-athlete now? I'm 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 an athlete I suppose. I don't know if the, I don't think that makes me an athlete. It's just, you know, it's co- it's competition. Competition. I'm well, the best. Good, so well, good for you. Yeah. So Adam L. Hodgins and of course the Good Bad or Bullshit podcast with these two other guys. Mhm. Dude, you got a preview of tonight, I think. This was this <laughs> Bro, is the yeah. closest thing to them inviting me on the podcast. I think we've nailed you it. You should you should come on. Yeah, we'll I, get you on sometime. Well, that wasn't me like inviting no, myself, but, you but I would love anyway. to. <laughs> Uh, if, we've, it, we've done 150 some episodes without many any one guest. We had we've one had one guest, guest. so you, you know we could definitely use spice up this marriage. Yeah, a we'll, we'll get you on there. So another sure. partner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Ryan. It's like it's like a couple that's been together too long. They start having maybe fights and all this, but if there's a third party there, they'll be on their best behavior. So would this be considered like your guys' couples therapy uh, for your podcast? Is that what this is? Pretty uh, much. I thought you were going to ask us if this was our best behavior, and I was going to say yes. <laughs> no, you guys have been you guys have been on really good behavior, and I think that everybody needs to go to at GoodBadBull on Twitter, which is easy to spell because there's three words that are easy to spell, and uh, and then constantly wonder why you guys used a picture that should be for like an album cover. Like it looks like you guys are in a band in that picture that that you guys have there for your header picture. I'm just saying that because it was uh, like iTunes. It is like an album cover. I suppose you're right. I know, that's that's true, but well, let's, any, grab, 
I got my. Are baby you saying there, it was too. a bad idea? <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea, and it's. I've always seen that photo, and I've wondered. That's like the best album art ever because it's like it's a, literally a posed photo, and it looks great. So kudos to to doing that. I mean, we just have a logo. All, it was all Mike. Mike did all that work. <laughs> he's he's our he's our um, image guy. We wow. like to and divide image the guy, word. Yeah. We, he's done one or two images. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> he found the nudist the image. Leave him alone. He went oh, out I, and shot those nudists. You you know he did. I can't. I can't. No, no. Those are just we find those oh, you know, uh, on the internet. Um, you can get like on on um, Flickr. You can get those uh, Creative Commons photos and stuff. Oh, like that. I see. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff out there, but um, yeah. No, he's 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 the, uh, our image guy. You know, when the website needs to be fixed, he tells me how he wants it. And okay. then Crofton's our, our marketing guy. <laughs> <laughs> Social media. It's a he, running joke. He's yeah. the marketing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that people can go out and experience the wonderful marketing that is Good Bad Bowl. Yeah, uh, I just, uh, my performance evaluation is coming up, Ryan, and I'm not looking forward to it. Maybe that'll be the topic for the guest spot that I well, do. It happens on air. This is an on-air ritual. Oh, I sp- is it every week? Is that what no, 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 no. Just periodically. periodically. You know. You bring it up. Al, I, I think that's going to do it for Sleeping with the Elephant. Uh, you can find more episodes at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. You can email us if you have thoughts on our many topics we discussed, uh, including uh, good, bad bullshit. Uh, go to info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for hosting our show, which you can catch on the 24-hour stream on Channel 3. Send feedback or reviews to our email or your favorite platform of choice, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Whatever. I, I, there are so many, I will not list them all except for those two because I'm biased. Uh, you can also find myself on Twitter at rmurphy and check out Paul Swickard at pswickard on Twitter for his work that he's doing, uh, which is a YouTube channel called An Hour of Sleep where he's doing some Minecraft videos and you should go check those out because they're doing Olympic-themed stuff. So it kind of falls right in line with what, what we've been discussing. So thank you for tuning in to this amazing episode of Sleeping with the Elephant. And uh, tune in next week when we have another guest on who I will schedule in the next few days. So thank you for joining us and have a great evening. a lot of people in cash so i'm seeing lots Ooh. of hundreds these days yeah you just, throwing those bordens around like it's uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just whipping them here throw 10 bordens out of your feet and like, you're paid do they look like shatner uh is borden the shat <laughs>